Welcome to HOWC Podcast. Thank you for joining us today. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 10. We hear this passage often, but do we really comprehend it? Do we break it apart to get what it's really saying? Because you see, in the Hebrew, a name was not just a name. In fact, when you break down the meaning of the word translated to name, it really is more akin to the attributes or the character, that which describes the person or being. Therefore, the name of the Lord is not just his name. When we look through the names of God, each one of those names describes the character, the attributes, who he is. The name of the Lord, who he is is a strong tower. The word translated to strong here means powerful. And the word translated to tower is migdal or migdala. It means elevated platform or pulpit. So let me break it down a little bit. There is power in the name. When your faith is in the name, not just a word, that you're saying some form of incantation, but in the very character and attributes of what and who God is, then you will have access to a powerful pulpit, a platform by which salvation is present. Because the reality is this, salvation is his name. The word Yeshua, Jesus, literally means salvation. The angel said you will name him Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. Salvation is not just his name, it's who and what he is, is present. And all the people have to do is to run into it and be saved. In Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, we read this, that without faith, it is impossible to please God. That the person that comes to God must believe that he is God. In other words, you have to put your faith in his characteristics, in his attributes, in everything that the names of God throughout scripture tell you about him. And if you have faith in that, then you will seek him And you will be rewarded diligently. It says he is a rewarder of them that seek him. If you truly believe that he is who he is, then you'll seek him for your deliverance. Oh, there is a very powerful pulpit. There is a strong tower that those who forsake their sin, their allegiance to rebellion and run into can be saved. But be careful, there's a counterfeit that tells you that you can have it without the righteousness part. It says that the righteous run in and they are saved. In other words, you have to forfeit your allegiance and agreement with sin. You have to repent before you can enter in. Now we know that there is no way we can abstain from sin except that we be indwelled by his spirit and that the power of it, the very power of grace come and empower us to walk in his righteousness, his holiness, 
what he says is right. There is a strength, a power to do it, but we can't do it in and of ourselves. We can't just do what we want to do because that's what they did at Babel. There is another Migdal in the Bible. When we read about the Tower of Babel, it's the same word used there, amygdal or amygdala. It means an elevated pulpit, a platform. This thing that they were building, it wasn't the Lord's Tower. It was the work of their own hands, their own plan, their own ambition. In fact, they were doing it in order to walk in rebellion to what the Spirit of God had spoken. It wasn't their commission. They were following their own ambitions, and it failed them. When we go to the book of Genesis, chapter 11, verse 4, we can read the motivation behind the reason that they built this tower, this pulpit. It says, And they said, Let us go and build us a city and a tower, amygdala, whose top may reach unto heaven, and let us make for us a name, lest we be scattered abroad upon the face of the whole earth. This was done in a spirit of pride and of rebellion. God had told them to go forth, be fruitful, and multiply. Jesus tells us in the New Testament that when we bear good fruit, it gives glory to God. What is the fruits of the Spirit? It is the very characteristics of Jesus, of God, of the Holy Spirit. Those things which his name portrays, yet this people stood in opposition to the commission that they had been given. And instead of going forth and spreading faith in the characteristics of the Lord, causing others to put their faith in his name, in who he is, they wanted to make themselves famous. They built their own elevated pulpit. So that their name would be the name that people put their faith in. This is one of the first manifestations of the Antichrist spirit, which scripture tells us will put itself in the place of God wanting to be worshipped as God. This is very serious. Let us recognize it because there is a real pulpit with power and it is strong and it will stand and withstand every attack of Satan. But there is a counterfeit and God will allow you to build it for a season. But eventually it will fail. It will not only fail for you, but for everyone who put their faith in it too. So what's in a name? Attributes, descriptions, the characteristics, that's which one puts their faith in. We don't just believe in Jesus because that's his name. We believe in Jesus because that's who he is. Because he saves us. And that's what his name tells us. That's his characteristic. Nothing will change that. We've got to be very cautious because when we cause people to put their faith in us, then eventually God will humble us and we'll fail them. That tower will fall. But when everything that we do is meant to cause others to put their faith in the name of the Lord, 
in his attributes and character, then that is a strong and powerful tower. It's not only a safe place for them to put their faith in, but also there is a protection to those who run into it, to those who are baptized or immersed fully into it. They are saved. Let me give you a little visual again of the power of walking in faith in his name, in his attribute, in his characteristics, in who he is, steadfast in his promises. we got to go to the story of David and Goliath. David was a little boy about 12 years old, scrawny the scripture describes him. He had been faithfully sitting in his father's pasture, tending to a flock, forgotten, unseen, but faithful in the little things. Then the army of the Philistines rises up against the people of God, against the very promises and purposes that God had decreed upon them by his word. And I ask you today, do you have faith in who he is, that he is faithful to finish what he starts, that his words are yes and amen, that they are sure that he is the keeper of his covenants? Because little David was confident of it. He goes to King Saul. Nobody wants to fight Goliath. The army says, you know what? If anyone can defeat this giant, then we'll back off and give you the land. So little David goes to Saul. So little David stands before King Saul and says, I've been with God in the field and I know nobody might see it or believe it because I'm just a little nobody, but I have seen him faithfully defeat the lion and the bear for me in order to protect the sheep, my father's flock. So Saul says, you know what? It's worth a shot. Here's my armor. Here's my sword. But David refuses it. He says, no, it hasn't been proven to work for me. I, I don't know. I've never used this thing, but, but I have trusted in my God and he has always defended me. So he didn't take the armor of the king. He didn't take Saul's weaponry. He understood that Saul's armor was not as good as the armor of God. We are told in the book of Ephesians to arm ourselves with the full armor of God, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, the belt of truth, the shoes of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the shield of faith and the sword of the word. He knew Saul's weapons were not as good as our rock. And as the scripture tells us, who is a rock but our Lord? So he gathers five stones. We know that in scripture, five is representative of grace. In the Hebrew alphabet, the number five is also the fifth letter of the alphabet. The He is their letter for H. But the pictogram of it is like a man shouting to heaven, Hey! trying to get God's attention. It is decreeing, it is declaring, it is speaking. Jesus said, if you will speak to the mountain, you can cast it out. My friend, there is power because David didn't use the weapons of the government, the land, the people of man. He knew that the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. And in the full armor of God mentioned in the book of Ephesians, the sword, the weapon, the thing which takes the head off of that spiritual Goliath is the rhema word of the Lord. It says the sword of the spirit of the word. It says praying in the spirit. 
spirit that the saints might be strengthened and protected. But when it says that it is the word of God, it's specific not to logos, but to rhema. Thank God for the logos. It is important. It is invaluable. But in this situation, he's saying you've got to let the rhema, the right now present tense word of the Lord come out of your mouth. You got to get in the prayer closet. You got to pray. You got to decree. You got to let the words of the king come forth and it will change things. It'll take this giant out and you'll be able to say like little David did in 1 Samuel chapter 17 verse 45. It says, and then David said to the Philistine, you come at me with a physical sword and with a spear and with a shield. But I come to thee in the name of the Lord of hosts. That is Jehovah Shabbat, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This day will the Lord deliver thee into my hand and I will smite thee and I will take thy head from thee and I will give the carcasses of the host of the Philistines this day unto the fowls of the air and to the wild beast of the earth that all the earth may know that there is a God in Israel and all of this assembly shall know that the Lord God he saveth not with a sword or with a spear for the battle is the Lord's and he will give you into our hands oh my friend there is power in the name of Jesus so we decree and we declare right now into the atmosphere we release the rhema word of the living God that the Holy Spirit is speaking forth right now through us his humble vessels the very gates and doors of heaven decrees that the spirit of the Philistine is defeated in the name of Jesus. Oh my God, you are the rock. You are the one that takes down Goliath. You are the strength and the hope of our salvation. You are the powerful pulpit anointed unto salvation. You are the God that saves. You change everything in an instant. We don't need the tools of the land or of Egypt. We need to have faith in the name of the Lord God Almighty, who you are, what you have said, your attributes and characteristics, that your word is sure and every promise you have spoken, you will accomplish it. You are the healer. You are the deliverer. You are the Lord God, the mighty warrior. You are the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and Moses. You have decreed That this enemy will not stop the destiny of your people. Because you see, my friend, the Philistine spirit, that Goliath, he came to stand in defiance. Not just of a people and the army of God, but of the very word and purposes of God. God had decreed that this land was theirs. That God would give it into their hand. That God would fulfill generational covenants. That every promise he had given, he would fulfill it by the power of his spirit, his grace would accomplish it and this giant stood in defiance of that to say not only could David not face him not only could the armies of Israel not take him but that God himself could not do what he had promised to so we stand right now and we decree that our God and our king is faithful and he can do all things and he will fulfill his covenant promises he will bring about revival he will bring about an outpouring of his spirit he will bring about deliverance and he will win this fight however he sees fit because our God he doesn't fight by carnal means he fights with storms and rivers and hurricanes he fights with earthquakes he shakes the very foundations 
of creation. At his presence, the mountains melt and the earth trembles. Our God is mightier and bigger than any giant. And everything that men have built by their own ambitions will fall around him like the Tower of Babel. Because in the end, Mystery Babylon, it's going to fall because it is the work of men's hands built to make themselves a name, a place, and a position. It is the work of men's ambition and it will fail them and everyone who puts their faith in it. But those who put their faith in the Lord God omnipotent, they will never be ashamed. And those who stand in faith in his name... They will see great victories, miracles, impossibilities, because he's the God of the miraculous. That's who we put our faith in, the God that can't be stopped, the God that fulfills his covenant and all of his promises unto a thousand generations. If he said it, he will accomplish it, even if he's got to take the head off some giants who stand in defiance of it. In order to do it. So we come today and we call upon the name of the Lord. And we decree and declare that this battle is yours. And you will take this giant down. Go forth as a mighty rock. And a sword. And take out the enemies of God. Defeat this giant once and for all. We bind the spirit of it. We cast it into the abyss. In the name of Jesus. This fight is finished and we await now the reports of a mighty victory in our lives in our homes in our churches in our territory in our generation let it be a story that brings glory to your name before all the nations in Jesus name Amen Thank you for joining us today. This program was brought to you by HOWC Media Ministries. For more messages like this or information about our ministry, please visit us online at heartofworshipchurch.com.